love of my life, and we be caring again, and shoulders of falling to love of my life, love of my life. Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening, and welcome to the Gladcast, shit to be glad about. Uh, I am excitedly home from my uh, slightly, slightly legal, slightly illegal uh, trips to get tents for hospitals and feeling really renewed and really excited about all this joy work that we're doing. And I just wanted to say um, in response to a lot of feedback I've been getting uh, about the podcast and about my work, about Hannah's work, um, that I don't think joy is ever arbitrary, no matter what's going on in the world, that the times I have seen couples treat each other with respect, or people make amazing leaps ahead in public initiatives, they seem to be coming at it from a a sense of personal joyfulness in their engagement. And I think that joy has a lot of different moving parts, and gratitude is, is the engine. So as we rampage and woo you to the sweetness of the crazy, happy side of life, um, I'm going to invite you to keep that context present that you're sort of training up a very invaluable skill that will serve you during difficult times more than you can even imagine. Uh, Now I am Natalie Kinsey. Welcome. And this is my beautiful, voluptuous, and sitting in a car co-host, Hannah Banana Lee Hoffman. Ooh, I like it. I like the banana edition. Um, Yeah, you're welcome. Today, we are excited to uh, play around with the idea of what we love about change. And I specifically wanted to do this because um, I've been getting a lot of requests for my perspective on the coronavirus. I don't really feel ready for that yet. There's some deep stuff brewing in me, but I do want to rampage about how much I love change and why I love it. And um, that feels like a bright beginning of the conversation, I think, or a way of doing some house house tending skills to prepare for the conversation to come in. All right, Miss Hannah Banana Lee Hoffman, you ready? I am ready. I am going to do something pretty out of the ordinary and start us at the letter A for airport. Um, Because I have kind of a theory that at an airport, when I'm like between one place and another place, I like to Mm -hmm. look around at everybody else on the flight and see how they kind of fit into um, my stereotype of what the place we're in and the place we're going to represent to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you Mm. are a mixture of Atlanta and Portland or you Uh are uh (laughs) like Charlotte, North Carolina. Two different food colorings or something and being like, what an amazing purple. Yeah, and kind of noticing in everybody's like little unique self, like you're this and you're this. And mm. and then I also just love the feeling of being in an airport bathroom and looking at myself and being like, wow, oh, there's nobody like me. <laughs> I'm just oh, me. I know. And oh, I can I look around that. at these thousands of new, fresh people. And mm-hmm. there's sometimes, you know, really cool, fun people, but it's like none of them are like me. Mm. And I I love using that sense of self to kind 
kind of anchor myself in change um, mm. when I'm going between one big thing and another to remember that mm. I'm I'm me and I am embodying an overlap between what I have been and what I'm going towards mm. and I'm existing mm-hmm. like right in the the eye of that storm mm. drop the mic bitch Pew. <laughs> oh that's beautifully said I couldn't I mean when Dr. Seuss wrote there's no one more you than you how did he say that he was writing it however he said it he was writing it about you so I'm glad that you carry that poetry and the awareness of that poetry with you as you go because it's it's really actualized in you and I think that's why you get a lot of crushes so good job um B is yeah you're welcome Hannah you're really welcome (laughs) it's also something that you have worked on you know to there were I know there have been times in the past when I have watched you not really enjoy what a mercurial extraordinary human divine cocktail of love and frivolity and inspiration that you are and be a little edgy to folk and Mm -hmm. not really accept it and now that you have really really been like well this is the personality framework I chose for this life experience and it's serving me enormously and the more I love it the more it serves me here's the game the the better like the sexier it gets the more effective the more you can like it's kind of like you're no longer scared of your car and you're driving it really fast and it's fun to watch yeah and I can like I ham it up you know it's like oh yeah I am me and I'm gonna fucking be me (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know why is that such a hard memo to get for so many of us like why do we fight so long trying to be like Jay-Z or um you know fucking Ellen or you know I don't know people it, it's it's an interesting dynamic to be wooed away because the, all the joy of our entire experience will only happen when we're stepped into our true personality frameworks when we're relaxed into these innate authentic choices we've made about our own experience and mm-hmm. all of the pain and suffering is locked into us trying to be something that we are not it's just interesting I guess yeah, yeah. I don't get into it I have a lot of thoughts about why that happens but it's really not what to talk about (laughs) no not not in this context we both backed away from that anyways b is for um breaking breaking out of the waves like kind of picturing you've been mermaiding for a while in a different ocean and you finally arrive and you're you break the waves and you come up on this shore and the trees are all very strange or they're not trees there's something you can't even imagine and the atmosphere feels a little odd and you kind of pull yourself up onto the shore and as you're pulling yourself up you're kind of feeling something happen on your bottom half and legs are happening but that's never happened for you so you're kind of freaked out about the sensation and you're also wondering where all the fucking trees are and you're you're trying to like put your mind back to everything you've known to see to compare so that you can kind of get a lens or a framework on what's happening now and so there's this anxiety happening and then you you start to you know as you move into the beach and you start realizing that the trees are some other life-giving thing that's similar and oh but better and you know you start to start to play with it I I feel like for me it's been really helpful to have a language and like about nine million metaphors for the experience of being broken open to have outgrown some ego egoic rigidity that I was once really identified around and to kind of have a mm, 
kind of like a basic bitch like attitude like oh yeah I was way wrong I was wrong for like two decades about that huh that was important cool all right <laughs> this is this is the feeling of me dying and oh I'm growing legs oh that's weird feeling okay mm-hmm. you know but then I know that in a week or two I'm gonna love those fucking legs so hard and I'm gonna be really excited about all the not trees that I get to not climb with my amazing new legs. And so I really like this idea of like when you're breaking out in a new change and it feels like you're emerging on an island that is so odd or so different to kind of correlate it to other times in your life when you've been new in a change dynamic and you've in, and to really like be a bit of a wizard about being like, cool, uh, this week I'm, I'm carrying my toolbox with me everywhere I go. Like gratitude first. And reframing, I'm reframing everything. And you know what? Compassion is just my badge. It's just my first thing. So, um, yeah, breaking the waves. Mm. I like what you said about your toolbox. That inspires me um, for C to talk about um, the practice of counting um, the reasons why something is perfect for me. Um, Mm. It's a really powerful tool I use when I feel stuck in a situation that I feel resentful of, Um, and I don't know how to shift it. I make a list of ten, at least ten reasons why this situation is actually something that I've wished for or it's serving me, and um, it just has such a balm on my heart. It's like so soothing to like to acknowledge to go from being like a whiny butthead to being like oh yeah this I I did kind of wish for this kind of situation like a few months ago or wow this is giving me time to develop this thing that I've been aching to develop for years or all these different things can happen um or come to the surface when I you, you talked about reframing, and that's kind of a, a tool I use to reframe, is to list reasons why it is working out for me. Yeah, I love that you, I love that, and I love that you use the word counting, because it's a kind of math, it's a kind of aquatic, an aquatic, 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 no. An equation? Yeah, but how do you say it, like, it, the, uh, it aquatic? No fucking shit anyways you're you're like proving... it's aquatic it matches the mermaid feeling it does but it's not a word it's not the word it's a word it's not the one i want to be using my mind can be a fun little fun little yeah. dance zone sometimes feel free um, to just leave it in the itunes review <laughs> what word uh, yeah what fucking word was say? i trying aquatic no fuck it's getting worse anyway um <laughs> <laughs> digging a poop hole now equatorial it's, it's a math in the wrong direction so when you're when you're not controlling what you're counting you're most likely proving some kind of unconscious shit you're proving how you're not good enough or you're too small or you're not going to get it or you never got it before so you're not going to get it. you're doing that kind of math you're adding up those things to to, to make the balance the equation of a sh- of a, some kind of shitty script you're running but when you flip it like you said and you're trying to prove how this is working out for me suddenly you have activated a whole different kind of math and it's really weird since i don't know any math words obviously don't how often i use math as a metaphor 
any of the fucking way. Um, D is for a phrase that one of my great poet friends, Mary Ellen Lowe, her name used to be Phillips, for the artist formerly known as Emmy Phillips. Um, she wants talk to me and I'm not sure if this is her concept or someone else's but she once really like deliciously invited me to get a sensation about what it feels like when I'm swimming out to my destiny line and I love that moonlit night scene that appears in my mind and me naked in a warm ocean just fucking going for it and in that scenario it's not like there aren't sharks in that water or potential storms or losing track of the horizon or getting distracted or tired. All of that is present, but there's also a really beautiful, clear sense of being drawn to something that is very inevitable and innate to what I am, to what I truly am. And there's a joy in that. And so I think that for me, sometimes when I get lost in a change that feels out of control, I reach inside of myself for the energy and the connection to where my destiny line is calling me on this thing. And it just, whoop, it's like putting magnets right. It just reorients me. Mm. That's so beautiful. That makes me think about how, I forget what super wise person said this, but that I'm sure you know, Natalie, that one of our human needs is to feel like we have purpose. Tony motherfucking Robbins. Go ahead. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, just to, to, reactivate that for yourself by imagining Mm. you're swimming out to a destiny line Mm -hmm. um, just calls such life force into you Mm. um i wonder if tony robbins likes being called tony motherfucking robbins probably i probably i mean he's kind of like a chest bumping kind of guy yeah he probably think he probably wants you to like yell it while you're doing jumping jacks okay Uh uh-huh i'm gonna take a video (laughs) of that and send it to him and then we'll we'll run the math on that equation and we'll see what is on the other end of that equal sign when we do that. It's going to go good. For, what were you going to fucking say? For E, um, I found it is so powerful to have a really strong elevation practice, um, whatever that looks mm-hmm. like for anybody. I know for you, Natalie, it often involves like hardcore running or biking up mountains. Um, and you're the same way, right? Twins. You also love that <laughs> shit, right? I had a really fun yesterday with um, my little family, but it, I feel like it's a different flavor of running than you're running. <laughs> um, for for me, I think there's there's different things I like to do, and like the just the most the most powerful. I don't know if it's the most powerful, but like something that's really easy to bring with me is just to look for what is beautiful. And yeah. um, I I found that it's really cool to, to use the power of elevation, especially when I'm in kind of a change situation with a group of people. Um, it's so cool to use the power of elevation to activate myself seeing what's the bigger picture how could this be amazing what's fun about this um rather than kind of trying to like sync up with other people or um I don't know convince somebody else of something like to just to just go high first and then 
other people so often rise to that or become irrelevant. (laughs) Oh, that's a burn. You just became irrelevant, sir. You are no longer relevant well, to this plotline, bitch. It's true. If I'm like going up and so, and I'm feeling great and I'm all of a sudden like, oh, yeah, I am on an amazing vacation right now. Yeah. This is just really fun. We're not totally. homeless. We're just like party hopping. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh-huh. if somebody else has a different perspective, like all of a sudden I like we're just not hanging out in the same place and my path diverges from them and. It's totally, totally fine. And, and especially especially their perspective on your situation becomes irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I get that. That's great. Um, I think the like George Michael song "Freedom, Freedom," I won't let you down. I will not give you up. Like that one really plays in my mind when I think about change dynamics and. Uh, what I love about change is that on the other side of every hard feeling change, really any change, and I think for me, honestly, change always begins feeling a little rough because it's changing a momentum. It's stopping a momentum that's got some movement and like force and G-force going behind it. So when you come, you know, stop up short, it can feel uncomfortable. And then the pain of starting in a new direction where it doesn't have much momentum, it's, it, you know, it's always a little awkward. Sometimes it's excruciating. But on the other side of every single one of those, there's been a deeper access to the freedom of me being who I really am, embracing my essentiality, flying more deliciously, connecting more deeply, playing more in vivid color, you know, hearing different, like, you know, like, I had a really rough breakup in my 20s when I was early and I went to Kripalu, the yoga place, and I had a deep inner quest intensive. That was very difficult change. The, the breakup was a divorce. It was difficult. Whew, couldn't get my head out of my ass, kind of stuck, stuck. And then I went, you know, out of that pain, I was I saw a yoga ad and I went to Kripalu and I had an inner quest intensive and I went so deep into the freedom of who I was. That I discovered another octave in my singing voice. Like I, I could sing, I could hit all of Nina Simone's notes and before that I couldn't. And so that's like a literal kind of freedom or deeper access that I tapped into in myself. And I can kind of chart, and that's kind of a fun thing to even think about. I can kind of chart through all these massive growth moments or growth invitations on the other side of them. Like I almost always got another superpower or something clicked into place that was innate to my essentiality. And that's really fun to kind of trace. And it can be fun to be like, I'm like, ooh, I wonder what like upgrades I'm getting from Corona experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the superpower is activated. Like my tech powers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would love to end with G about um, my grandmas. Um, one time I <sighs> was in a breath session with Becca, and it was like a mixture of like breath, and then you did like a play workshop as well, Mm -hmm. Natalie. And Mm -hmm. in the the breath part, I felt my grandmothers who I'd never met, I like saw them and they were around me and they were holding me and they were really preparing me for some kind of change. And Mm. I'm pretty sure that was the night that I went and conceived my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think a lot of times I get some kind of guidance, some kind of whisper and I'm pretty practiced at f- creating the stillness and the opportunity for myself to listen and receive it. And 
Mm. I think that for me creates it so that most of the time I feel pretty ready for change and I feel not too jarred by it because I feel like I'm really mm. able to hear the, the spirit guidance that is kind of soothe, smoothing it over for me. Yeah. You have a softness on the edge, like, like kind of like, like a lot of pictures we see of people standing on shorelines, they're kind of rigid, like a, like an X, their arms are up sharp and their legs are up sharp. But in this, what you just said about your relationship with the unknown, your relationship with change is that you're sort of soft and open and like more like standing a little bit more in the ocean's energy so that the gifts the ocean brings to you are not unfamiliar to the way that you're being with it. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Brilliant, Hannah Banana. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, listeners. We're so glad you're here. Bye-bye. Change, 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 change the day, day, day. 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 <laughs>